Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, Alison Morris very often appears on this program. She writes in the Irish News every day, but uh, she's writing today about herself in the paper and about a trauma that she's been through. I'm just going to read you just a little of her article. She says, My daughter was having a baby. It had been a complicated pregnancy and she'd gone into hospital to find out what the next step would be. I asked her to ring me as soon as she had news. At that stage, back in September 2016, I was well used to daily abuse, text messages, emails, Facebook messages, ranting and threatening phone calls. This is from a man in her life. And she goes on to say, this man was violent, obsessive and controlling. I'd removed that control and he was acting badly. He arrived outside my office, ranting and screaming, foaming at the mouth with rage, demanding I speak to him. She goes on to say, I tried to calm him down to reason with an unreasonable person. I explained I was waiting on my daughter ringing with important news and didn't need this stress. Now wait for this. He had a sandwich in his hand, cheese and pickle, and he squashed it into my hair and clothes as cars slowed down to watch. He ran off shouting that he was going to repeatedly ring my phone so my daughter couldn't get through. He rang almost 90 times in the next few hours. Imagine putting anyone through that sort of absolute torture, torture. I want to speak to Claire Bailey, the leader of the Green Party. Claire Bailey, good morning. Good morning, Frank. It's so well summed up there by Alison because you could put that another way. Okay, someone uh, rubbed a sandwich into my hair and rang me a lot. But when you get the context of that assault and the hatred in the actions to prevent the young woman in hospital from phoning her mum. It's just despicable what some people will do, isn't it? It absolutely is. And the first thing I'd like to acknowledge is the bravery of Alison Morris for coming out and, you know, telling us about her experience today. It's been a long journey for her and a serious incident over many, many years and unfortunately is not unique. It's not uncommon. Um, and for that, I really think that Alison has been so brave in speaking out. But back in 2016, I think it was September 16, um, before the Assembly collapsed, we had a debate on stalking here at the Assembly and quite a few MLAs were very brave enough to step up and tell their own experiences, myself included, um, of stalking in their own lives as well. 
Um, and since that debate, so many people right across Northern Ireland got in contact with me to tell me about their experiences. Um, and we don't, we are the only place across the UK who still don't have specific stalking legislation. Um, stalking is not recognised as a crime in its own right here in Northern Ireland. Um, and once again, we just see the people of Northern Ireland being left behind. So Alison Morris's particular story, she describes it in excellent detail and puts it into a very human context, tells about the, the impact not just on her but on her family. Um, and this is very, very common. And it's not always uh, partners, by the way. You know, stalkers can come from, you know, very random places. And I remember one woman in particular um, who stayed in contact with me for quite a long time, telling me about her experiences where her house was being attacked. She was um, being watched on a daily basis. Someone would sit in the street, you know, very overtly watching her. And it was a complete stranger to her. Her car ended up being burnt out. And again, police, while well, some of them do everything that they can, um, because we don't acknowledge this in law, are very often left not knowing how to deal with this. Um, when they don't recognise the serious nature of the crime and the ongoing predatory nature that it um, that it has, and that puts people in increasing danger. And for those reasons, um, you know, we'll really be calling for movement on legislation here in Northern Ireland. People who do constantly follow a partner or con- uh, make contact when it's unreasonable to make contact or check on a person. Are, are they, I don't know what the other word is other than disturbed. Are they, are they themselves disturbed in some way? Are they just really evil people who enjoy the power of torturing someone else? Well, what we do know about all forms of domestic abuse and violence um, is that it is always about power and control. Um, there will be an awful lot of other things in the background. Um, but we do know that this crime is happening and we do, we fail to acknowledge it within our system. And it goes further. I mean, in levels of control and abuse um, that... Or per- perpetrators will use go deep, you know, so even if somebody does start reporting this, um, if, if you do get to court, it would be on the basis of trying to get a non-molestation order, for example, um, and, and perpetrators use the system against the victims. So, for example, like cuts in legal aid, for example, really um, don't do any favours to victims because they end up paying all the court fees to try and get this sorted out. Uh, and yet we see that our courts, are, again, like the police and the justice system in general, can't really deal with this because it isn't set out. So courts will be used by abusers to financially abuse victims further and to really try and grind them down to not continuing on with their, their claims. And very often we see bail conditions being given, for example, by judges, where we have PSNI officers not being resourced to monitor uh, and follow up on those bail conditions. So very often, even if someone does get to the court process, they're being let down and abused further within that system as well, where the, the perpetrators seem to know the system inside out and are getting away with using that as further abuse on their victims. When you were going through your experience, how draining was it on you mentally? And it, it, it's very disturbing, uh, and mine certainly wasn't to, to the same length of time that um, Alison is describing. But I mean, for example, I had razor blades stuck in my car tires for my 40th birthday, and that morning I drove my kids to school before going to work, and my car tires blew up. Um, 
it could have caused a serious accident. I was lucky that that didn't happen. But I report that was the first time that I'd reported to the police. And when the police came out to speak to me, um, that asked me, you know, what 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 would what do you want us to do about this? Well, I couldn't answer that question, um, but it was clear that they didn't take it as seriously as I had, um, and I just didn't report any further incidences. No, but um, but that's not common, or sorry, not uncommon, um, and certainly the people that I've been speaking to over years, um, it, it's very, very serious, it's distressing, and I reiterate again, this is not just on the victim, but this is on their, their work lives, their family lives, and everybody surrounding them is impacted by this as well. Are you confident that the law will change here? Not, no, no, I don't have um, great hopes at the minute. I know that back in 2016, I was on the Justice Committee then, and we had made it a priority issue for the, the committee to deal with. Uh, and the Minister herself at the time was working on the course of control legislation. So we were working on both parts of those legislations to try and bring them forward. Um, and while we've seen a huge grounds being made in terms of coming up with coercive control legislation and it's great to hear that our current minister is minded to bring this forward through the assembly um, again stocking seems to have fallen off the radar um, so we're not hearing as much about that and I would be very strongly calling for um, specific and separate legislation to deal with stocking um, whether that be included within the coercive control bill um, or not I, I, you know that, that can be an ongoing discussion but it has to be recognised in its own right and when I look to the likes of Scotland for example I think that um, they're leading the way uh, although it's not perfect they've done, they've done great um, work and so since introducing their legislation um, that was back in 2013 um, they've had over a thousand cases of stalking identified and over 760 uh, prosecutions since then as well but I mean any law is only as good as those who actually understand and interpret it and use it so therefore it's really really important that if we get legislation that um, professionals also receive the training so that they are aware of the impacts and know how to best maximise those laws. Because you do tend to think that stalking is the follow-on from coercive control. If you overcome the coercive control and you get rid of the person who's controlling you, the next thing they do is stalk you. Yeah, and and that's very, very common. Um, But it's not just um, ex-partners or or people known. You know, this is somebody who will come up with a fixation for whatever reason, um, will display these behaviours and will perpetrate these crimes, and that is ongoing. And I don't think that even here in Northern Ireland, I don't think we have a real understanding of the depth uh, of how many of this these cases and this type of behaviour is happening out there. I know that a consultation was done recently um, but even within that consultation looking at how it is dealt with within the criminal justice sector um, isn't really being addressed very well so we can gather up the experiences we need to know how to fix that within laws to give security and to acknowledge what's going on to the victims and that's really really important and that comes with a cultural shift in mindset to understand that this isn't just somebody who you know you fall night with and has a, a grudge against you this is much deeper uh, and much more dangerous. Just one other question before you go Claire Billy you are the leader of the Greens here um, just I'm looking at the, the Greens in, in, in the Republic the, there'll be people courting them as they try to form a government how, how do you see it playing out in the South? Well, obviously the counts are still going on and I'm thrilled to see that the, the Greens, um, our colleagues in the site, have had such a, a good result so far um, with our fingers crossed that we could hit um, 
double figures in terms of TDs returned uh, and that would be extraordinary and I think that people have heard the message about one green vote green and have definitely um, made their voices heard that climate and the climate emergency that we're currently experiencing needs to be addressed and that brave decisions are going to have to be made in a very short space of time in order to tackle this. So we'll have to wait and see how many we eventually end up with um, and those conversations will be ongoing but either way I think it's been a great election for the Greens. Do you feel comfortable if you're in some way linked to Sinn Féin and they were serious players in government? I think that we can't see it being a two-party government. This is um, everything that is up in the air at the minute. I think if there is any way forward in forming a government in the South, it will be multi-party and we'll have to see where we fit in these conversations. But there's already speculations that um, the potential for not being able to form a government at all is very, very strong and people are now starting to look to see is there the possibility that we could be facing another election in the South in a very short space of time. So it's all to play for at the minute um, and I think that if we're part of those conversations, we will take our responsibility very, very seriously. Impressed by Sinn Féin over the weekend? I don't think anybody could not be. I think it's been a stunning result for them. Um, we've seen similar um, moves here, particularly with the Alliance Party in uh, recent elections as well, where they've had such a swing. So I think that that is... Um, Kudos to the electorate for stepping up and starting to demand that something changes, that we can no longer keep doing business as we have done because it's simply not working and they're demanding change and I applaud them for that. Just one thing that I may have missed while having the conversation with you and I must be honest, I don't know the answer myself and maybe you do. In the Republic, is there protection like we're talking about for people who are being stalked? I'm not 100% not sure, but I think that there is stalking legislation in the site, but I'd have to look in and definitely come back. But I think that Northern Ireland is the only place across these islands, again, where we are missing this critical piece of legislation. But certainly every other region in the UK has it. Um, I'm 90% sure in the site, but I would have to come back and double-check that. Yeah, I must double-check that myself. It just hadn't crossed my mind. Uh, Claire, th- thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Uh, Claire Bailey, who's the leader of the Green Party here. Uh, This is the U105 phone-in. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.